Welcome to the Brain and Body Weekly, where we're talking eating, narcissism, gaslighting, health maintenance after 30, blame shifting, and more. This is your weekly update on mental and public health research, and we are looking forward to you joining us for today's Challenge Yourself podcast, Brain and Body Weekly. Let's go. And this Wait, when do I come in? Is a check. Wait, what is this? It's <laughs> <laughs> not a check. Hi, I'm Ashley. And I'm Joy in this. Wait, when do I come in? Is a Weird Friends production. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Challenge Yourself podcast. Two friends, one in mental health and one in public health, decided to get together in the midst of a mind-blowing pandemic to bring you short but mighty daily messages to lift and encourage your spirit. Tune in. Yep. And challenge yourself. (laughs) Welcome to the Challenge Yourself podcast. Okay, one more time. Welcome to the Challenge Yourself podcast, everyone. Welcome. And I am definitely excited for this potty. (laughs) Oh, my. For the potty. Oh, my. Don't be toddy for the potty. Oh, gosh. Do y'all remember that song? Mm. Oh. <laughs> so oh we've got, we're basically what happens during these is that we give you up-to-date research pretty much on public health and mental health. Some sort of tidbit of information that you can take into your week. So, you know, we take a break from being too silly Uh and kind of try to give you a little taste of what life is like for us. You know, Uh what things we're looking at, what things we're interested in on a research level that Uh you may be also able to apply to your life. That's right. Yep. That's right. And speaking of applying to life, I can jump in if you don't mind, Joy. All right. Go right ahead. Dr. Joy. (laughs) <laughs> yes. The doctor is in. The doctor is in, guys. It, it's not me, though. I'm just sitting here quiet. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's so funny because as we talk about jumping in and all these things, you know, one area that I've noticed that people, I guess, what's the word? Hmm. Underestimate, undervalue, you know, don't really take into consideration as much is just their general health. You know, I noticed that especially in the um, African-American community and maybe this applies to other minorities or um, health disparaged communities that usually you go to the doctor when something's wrong, you know, or some people wait until, you know, you're just in so much pain or whatever that you can't ignore it. Right. And mm. so I, it was interesting because I came across just a little article, very simple, very quick article about, uh, you know, your health as a woman in your 30s. Mm. And so and honestly, when I just kind of read through it, I said, actually, this can apply for any age. And I feel like this can apply for any age over 30. I, I wouldn't say 20s necessarily, maybe for some things, but um, and it's not an exhaustive list of things, but there are some things on here that. In my mind, you know, Joy, I think I just assumed people know. But actually, I said, no, you know what? No, they don't I said, know. 
and and that's They're what eating I realized. Ho-hos. Oh no, y'all eating ho ho. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what though? I probably will get a donut Thursday. But anyway, we'll leave that. Wait, off. why you you can't tell people that are listening oh, to the true. podcast? That's true, y'all know you're I'll in have public health. Like, that's right. You're you're in public health. I am. And I'm going to counterbalance that with a Greek salad. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You missed the whole thing. Everyone, let me just tell you, don't feel food guilt. We have quite a bit of people out here that are engaging in disordered eating. Mm -hmm. And so... I don't want you to feel food guilt for planning a day to go get a donut, okay? Absolutely. I'm so glad you said <laughs> that. You know what? Before I jump into health in your 30s, and I think, hey, we're in our 30s, so I feel like yep. I can mention this as one that's not in the article. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I ha- I'm I, not necessarily on the like, I don't eat side of the spectrum. I'm more on the other side of the spectrum. But you know mm-hmm. what I noticed, guys? If you have that kind of, or what this is what I've noticed. If you tend towards the feeling guilty about eating things, I notice when I say it out loud to someone, I don't feel as bad. I think it's just reassuring to say it out loud because if not, it plays in your mind. And so if to I say, say it out loud that, to you. That you want to eat a donut. Yeah, I feel better. It's like, <laughs> hey, it's out there. It's because you know what it is. I think what it is, is I used to do what I think is called secret eating. Mm-hmm. And so I think that once I started just saying it out loud, it was like, okay, there it is done Mm -hmm. and so my mind didn't get a chance to go there yeah and so for that may be a tool to help you all but anywho um, no I think that's very helpful and I think that people Mm -hmm. need to understand that because I know there are a lot of people out there that do secret eat and um you know a lot of people do really intense dieting Mm -hmm. um they're doing a a lot of intense intermittent fasting and the reason I say this is because Mm -hmm. One of my levels of expertise is on eating disorders, but yeah. doing a lot of uh, heavy exercising. Some mm. people are exercising three plus hours a day, wow. plus they're not eating uh, as much or they're binge eating and mm. finding ways to rid themselves of the food, whether it be laxatives, whether it be wow. um, just just purging the food, mm-hmm. uh, whether mm-hmm. it be binging and then not eating for a week. Whatever the case is, there's a lot of that going on. So a small caveat is if you find that you're beginning to struggle with eating and Mm. you see your eating changing, um, becoming problematic Mm. for you, you notice something isn't quite right. There's a lot of anxiety around Mm. food. I really encourage you to take the time to, to access some mental health resources mm-hmm. in your area. Um, some people are saying, well, I, I, you know, I don't have a problem. That's fine. But mm-hmm. it is good to talk to someone. Yeah. It's good to talk to a nutri- nutritionist. It's good to talk to a, a, a counselor mm-hmm. about some of your habits. Yeah. Um, not so that someone can tell you that you're just so wrong and make you feel guilty and guilt shame you. Mm-hmm. But so that you can determine for yourself your process so that you can be healthier. Okay, Absolutely. I'm off my, my soapbox, <laughs> but I do, yeah. I do. When we talk about general health, a lot of women and this idea of the mm-hmm. summer body, mm-hmm. of this perfect looking airbrushed picture that we see on Instagram yep. is causing a lot of disordered eating, really nasty habits. Yeah. Secret eating is one of them. Yep. 
even yeah. throwing food away and going back into the trash yes. can and getting it. Oh yeah. Um, so I just want you all to be aware that I'm aware. It's mm-hmm. like Santa Claus. Like <laughs> he knows oh. when you are eating. You know, he I'm knows sorry. You are not. No, I'm so glad you said I think this was meant to come up today because yeah. even though like and now I'm kind of like I want to find more articles on that, but It's so important. And I'm glad that we're talking about it because I know someone listening is probably struggling right now. And Mm -hmm. I know one part of my journey has been um, the problem wasn't necessarily not knowing what's healthy and what's not, you know, that is the problem for some people. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. When you're clearly aware. Exactly. Very aware. Very aware. So aware that every label, everything, everything you put in your body, (laughs) you're checking and rechecking and nervous and uh, full of anxiety because people, people know what's healthy. Women know what's healthy. And that's the thing to know what's healthy. But Mm. the next step is, you know, but now it has become an obsession. Yep. Mm -hmm. And when it becomes an obsession takes over your life, then it's no longer healthy, yeah. in my opinion. Now yeah. we've rolled over to something that we need to really look carefully mm-hmm. at. And so a lot of people don't want to do that. Um, they just, they they resist. Mm-hmm. And that's that's okay. That's why there are people out there like me and, and, mm-hmm. and other people who are able to work through this stuff. And that includes body image that's and the way right. we feel about the way we look because it all is interconnected. That's right. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Because I feel like, you know, it, it gets to the root of it when you go speak with someone. Because guys, mm-hmm. if you're obsessed about eating super healthy or exercising a lot, or even if you're obsessed with having to have food to soothe you, like there's a root mm. there. Yeah. Um, it's not just about, oh, I just wanted a cupcake today. <laughs> it's deeper mm-hmm. than that. So it is. I agree with you. And I think that that plays right into this, uh, you know, health in your 30s. Because number one, when I think about it, you know, I, hey, I remember when, um, and Joy was there for this, guys. I remember my 30th. <laughs> and I really did feel like a new woman. I was like, you know what? I have spent a lot of my life focused on things that weren't important or, or other people too much. And you know what? This is a time to really, really discover me, you know? And Mm -hmm. part of that to me is health. And so one thing they talk about related to what we were just saying is, you know, your body may be changing and that includes your weight. And, you know, it's one of those things we kind of know, but I think if we're aware of the fact that we won't be 19 and have a 19 body forever, I think that mentally... (laughs) that may actually help us you um, mean we won't have a 19 year old body forever we won't. i'm so sorry oh, oh my god because i kind of you know mm. i mean you I may look 19 hopeful. but yeah no mm-mm. okay i know things don't bounce back as quick as they used to back then oh my god but, <laughs> you know but my that's okay because that means we have some experience on us right so i'm glad that i was i'm yeah, i'm glad that i'm 19 plus da. that's right because i'm going to tell you 19 was not a pretty year no i, I don't want wasn't go, a pretty year no, at all i don't want to go no. back to anything before right now i'm good nope. <laughs> like a lot of people talk about this was my golden year no my golden years are ahead of me I don't want to go back not one day that's it I had <laughs> some great years and let me tell you 19 was not one of them. right hey. oh no I feel you I agree I survived Ooh, I, will I survived survive. 
Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> Y'all, I'm getting caught up. This is so funny. Uh, let's see. What else do they say in this article? So another thing they talk about, which actually I thought was a really good tip that I hadn't thought about. They said, you know, you need to make sure that you make a list of your family medical history. And I don't think a lot of people think about that. Um, they may know what Why auntie not? said. I don't. Well, no, that they is don't? true. Mm-hmm. Um, and let mm-hmm. me. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because people will come in here and I'll be like, tell me. Yep. You know, about what your your history, even mm-hmm. your family psychiatric history. Oh, people really don't know. Who that. had bipolar? Who mm-hmm. had, you know, who had schizophrenia? Who was just, you know full of high anxiety or, That's or depression who had Alzheimer's. That's true. I'm like, you don't know that. I mean, why don't you know that about your family? And I realized mm-hmm. people aren't talking and I hope since the pandemic yeah, that yeah. more people are talking now. Yeah. Uh, because you need to be talking. I Y'all hear me? So. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm like, guys, talk to your family. And it may be uncomfortable if that's not something you're used to talking about. But I agree. I think psychiatric history, people really don't know. Um, And honestly, medical history, what I found, at least in my family, people think that auntie had this and they're just wrong. They don't know. So you really do need to start making a medical history list for yourself, you know, and hey, if you plan to have kids for for them. It's just mm-hmm. good to know your medical history. And that's one thing that they mention in here. And another thing that, again, I figure we all just kind of know, uh, but they do talk about for women bone loss and they talk about the importance of really getting calcium in your diet um, or, you know, taking calcium and vitamin D um, as a woman in your thirties. That's very important to go ahead and start preventing osteoporosis before it starts to develop or before it gets bad. And so that was another one. Again, we talked about multivitamins before, um, but mm-hmm. specifically they're talking about bone loss. And another part of bone loss is they talk about, and you all may have heard about this, just the type of exercise you do. A good way to prevent bone loss is to build muscle. So they definitely push doing some kind of weight bearing exercise. You don't have to look like a bodybuilder. That's not it, but some kind of weight bearing exercise. And Obviously, they talk about stress, y'all. We just, it's just a time of stress right now. I mean, do what you need to do. Um, But the last thing that I thought was actually really interesting in this article is they actually give you a list to ask your healthcare professional. And I thought it was the coolest thing. And so they, you know, just an example, they ask, they tell you to ask things like, when you do your annual testing or annual checkups, they tell you, ask your doctor what you need, what tests you need, you know, how often you need them. They talk about stuff like, you know, ask your doctor what kind of what I guess what your blood work looks like. What kind of vitamins do I need? They even mention in here to um, let's see, where was it in here? They talked about stuff like eye exams. A lot of people don't get eye exams. I'm just saying y'all know good and well you don't. I don't understand (laughs) why people wouldn't be getting eye exams. Mm -mm. I don't understand what, and I understand, I I Mm. do understand that a lot of people don't like doctors, but Mm -hmm. number one, you know, I I just had a bone density test done. Mm -hmm. Those of you who are not aware, I mean, yeah. Uh, You know, if you have had any sort of condition where you've been taking steroids regularly and things like that, you need to have a bone density done, particularly as you get a little bit older. Uh, eye exams, yeah. yes, you should have them done. It's not enough to just go get the blue light glasses. No. You should have those done. And and then, you know, certain things, mm-hmm. um, your doctor should know 
to uh, go over blood work. And I know exactly. nowadays they just want to put it in your chart exactly. and you can see it online, but you don't know how to read that stuff. No. No. So you doctors, uh, medical health professionals should be going over charts. And if they're not doing that, then you need to ask. You need to ask, uh, what does this mean? Exactly. What was my blood work? They shouldn't just tell you when there's a problem. They should tell you and read your blood work That's from start right. to finish and help you to understand it. And if they're not doing that, please make sure they start doing that. That's right. That's yep. right. And and that's another important part here. It's like, hey, go sit down, with, make your doctor sit down with you and go through your uh, medical questions. And that's, again, why they give you a, a sample list here because sometimes we don't know what to ask. And so that's really important. And another thing they talk about is making sure your immunizations are up to date and that you know what you've had and what you need to have. And that's actually another big one, Joy. I've realized that people, things like your tetanus shot that you get every 10 years, some people are not up to date on things like that. Most people aren't up to date on that. And a lot of ways you got, that's why you get the titers and some insurances aren't paying for the titers Mm. to be done or, or that, those kinds of things. So you can they can look at your blood and see what it is that you need. Mm. Um, and so that's another problem is we have it to is. look at what people's insurance will cover. That's true. And that's because thing. everybody's insurance doesn't cover the same amount of things. This is why one, you need a good doctor, but mm-hmm. two, you need to really be working with your insurance with what is it that I can get and when can I get it? And what is the code that needs to be used so that I don't have to pay for this later and find out that I owe a million dollar bill. Yeah, really? Yeah, Yeah. and that's why that's important. You need to know what is it I need and then check with your insurance and make sure because things like the flu shot, some some people are able to get those for free. So, you know, and things like that, those are the important things. And, you know, even another thing, and I'm not sure how common or uncommon it is for people to get tested for this, particularly women, but your full STD panel. Um, I will tell you, I you know, I actually had that done my last round of blood tests and just to throw it out there I am at this point abstinent but I had it done anyway and so you know just for that time period and so I think that that's hey you just need to know everything about your body I think really that's the point of this article is to say hey guess what as we mature we need to do things more maturely and that is really knowing your body as well so that's right that is my little I think that's I think that's good. And I think that people need to take that to the bank and cash it. Mm, that's right. Because your health is wealth. That's right. So I am going to shift to something that's been on my mind mm. for a while. And that is the fact that we have quite a few narcissists, mm. um, or I should say, quite a few people who are perceived as narcissists uh-huh. in our society. And so I'm coming from the mental health standpoint. Ashley's public health, I'm mental health. And so there was an article written in Psychology Today by Peg Streep, who is Mm. the author of a new book. It's called Daughter Detox, Recovering from an Unloving Mother and Mm. Reclaiming Your Life. Mm. (laughs) Wow. So her name is Peg Streep, S-T-R-E-E-P. And the name of the article, though, is Narcissist Controllers and the Art of Blame Shifting. And the reason why I'm bringing this particular article up is we hear the term gaslighting a lot. 
We hear uh, that gaslighting is used as a strategy that some people who are uh, who, who tend to exhibit narcissistic tendencies uh, use certain strategies such as gaslighting to control people, mm. okay, to shift blame and things like that. So there is a difference between gaslighting and blame shifting, according to Peg Street. And so one of the things to keep in mind is that both are verbally abusive. Okay. Uh Some of us may feel like on our jobs where we've had supervisors that were gaslighters or shift, you know, blame shifters, so to speak. Um, Some of us may feel that in relationships or with family members. Um, And so let's talk about uh, what it is. Um, And gaslighting actually comes from a play. There was a play in 1944 called Gas Light that was starring Charles Boyer and Ingrid Bergman. Those of you who know Ingrid Bergman, one of the top stars of her time. And in it, Boyer manipulates Bergman and distracts her from his own criminal behavior by trying to convince her that she is going insane. Mm. So again, okay, that's what a gaslighter does. They try to make you believe that uh, you don't have a, a, a clear grip on reality, okay? So in, insisting that something happened that really did not, right? Dismissing certain things by saying it was imagined or you're crazy, uh-huh. okay? And so gaslighters tend to, as Peg Streep says in the article, they, they target fears, insecurities, vulnerabilities, and neediness. Uh-huh. So if that victim has certain insecurities or what have you, they're going to find a way to pinpoint it. They're going to find a way to eat away at it. And Mm. some of us know people in society who do that. Um, It takes effort to do that. But when someone is insecure, it's a little bit easier. Okay. And so even gaslighting children is wrong, right? But gaslighting children is easy because of the authority and the power of the parent, uh-huh. you know? So when a, when a child may see something and say, wait, 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 what's that? Uh-huh. That parent may say, well, you're just imagining things. What's wrong with it? Ooh, we've all seen active, that in movies. Exactly. Ooh. What an active imagination you have. Mm. Exactly. And so blame shifting on the other hand is, is really looking at, um, basically that per, how that person knows your own weaknesses and tendencies. And so, for example, they know you like to play peacemaker. They know that you tend to backtrack. Oh, they know oh. that you are a people pleaser. They know that you doubt yourself. They know that you question your thoughts and your feelings. And so what happens with blame shifting? Okay, maybe they don't, the person may not say, well, this is all your fault because the person may say something like, I wouldn't have acted that way if Mm. you weren't always nagging me Mm. or if you didn't always start in on me when I'm tired from work, I wouldn't lose my temper. If you weren't always focused on your needs and you, we wouldn't be fighting. You Uh, see the difference uh in blame shifting and gaslighting? Now, so some of you have experienced both. 
you've experienced that that gaslighting where it's like you're the one who's crazy mm-hmm. and the blame shifting where you're the one who's always the problem not them and so the thing is is if you find yourself in relationships in look collegial relationships professional relationships romantic relationships family relationships where these things are happening or if those are things that happen in your past then you definitely want to to look within and see how it's impacting your present mm. and also ensure that you're getting healed and whole getting some help through that because that can be a nasty mug yeah to carry around those are some nasty soul wounds to carry around with you and so i appreciate this author peg street really explaining the difference between the two so that people understand what gaslighting is and people understand what blame shifting is and how that can work and make someone who's already insecure Mm. because a narcissist or people who are abusive tend to pick on people that they see as weak and insecure. Mm -hmm. They come on charming. They have this really great rapport and then it goes downhill from there. Mm. So, Always keep in mind what your, your, your tendencies are and really, really take stock of where you are so that you can reach out for help as you need and also really take some time away from some of these nasty relationships. And if it means you've got to delete texts and you've got to you know, get rid of phone numbers, you've got to report someone to human resources, uh-huh. um, you've got to uh, do whatever you need to do. Sometimes you even do have to cut off family members. Yeah. And I'm being honest. Yeah to get healthy. I want you to do what you've got to do because this is, this is essential to your well-being. That's right. And so I really, really appreciate this article. Again, psychology today, narcissist controllers and the art of blame shifting. It mm. just came out a couple of days ago and it's by Peg street again, who is the author of, um, daughter detox recovering from an unloving mother and reclaiming your life Mm. so i want you all to think through that look back at some of your past relationships or your present ones and ask yourself how healthy are you and um what is going on there that may be problematic and and you know do the work be willing to do the work and that's first acknowledging that there's something that's wrong so That's that right. is my mental health update for today. That was really good. Oh my goodness. I actually plan to go read that as well. And that's so important because I, I think about how many people may be stuck right now in that cycle, not even realizing it's a problem. They so, don't realize it. Yep. They don't realize it. And we need to realize it. We Absolutely. need to we need to begin to take stock of, of our relationships. Yep. And so I really, really hope that everyone begins to do that and really understands that uh, it's not um, it's not a bad thing to 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 cut people off. Mm-hmm. OK, um, sometimes you just can't get closure. Sometimes you just need to move on. That's true. And so anyway, I just want to share that with you all uh, today and to also let you know that, uh, you know, there are resources for you. And so uh, those of you who want 
uh, some additional resources, you can certainly reach out to us uh, at challengeyourself at gmail.com. That's the name of our podcast, challengeyourself at gmail.com. You can leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash bold standards. That's right. Oh. We hope that these things challenge you. Yes. And may you challenge yourself. Tune in to find out what happens next. Become a weird friend by joining our 24-7 community, featuring blogs, forums, and weekly inspiration. Start now by following challenge.courage on Instagram and Facebook. And email us your thoughts, comments, and questions at nofakersinfo at gmail.com. Ciao!